0: Hi and welcome to the new Fantasy 5 podcast. With the season over, everyone dying for some football and the Nations League not really cutting it, let's jump into a little podcast with our co-host Daniel. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to to be here with you, not not to meet you. Um, And let's talk all things fantasy and football. Um, Our first topic of discussion is going to be our Premier League team of the season. And as you may see by Daniel, he's already a little bit nervous. <laughs> he was supposed to be doing this intro, but looking at his team, I can see why he's uh, a little fearful.
1: I've got, of, I've got lots of stats. I'm going to back myself up. Let's, let's put it that way.
0: Look forward to it. Look forward to it. We're all going to be going for a 4-3-3 formation. Um, and these are our picks. All right, Daniel, let's hear
1: it. Who you got starting in goal? So I've got Aaron Ramsdale. P- personally, I think he's bounced back from two relegations. He was at Bournemouth, he was at Sheffield United, obviously had a terrible time there. I think as a goalkeeper, you probably put yourself to blame for that because you're conceding the goals. He's conceded many goals of those clubs. Now he's been put into an Arsenal side, which has obviously not the strongest defence, um, which actually contradicts me for my, my next pick of, of my centre-back because <laughs> <laughs> I put Gabriel as my centre-back. But Ramsdale... He's been put into a side which isn't that strong. Arsenal have got not the best team this season, but then he's finished fifth with that, with that team. He's got plenty of clean sheets, um, and I think to bounce back and have his first sort of breakthrough season for a big Premier League Club but to be put under that pressure at his age to do that well. Some of the saves he's been putting out as well.
0: I would say that he's made he's made a few great saves this season, but he's not he's not in my not my team of the season. I,
1: I think he's. I think he's up there with some of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. And I I personally think he should be competing in Pickford for the the England sport. And and to be saying that, one season after he's been at Arsenal shows how much of a good season he's had. Name one English goalkeeper who's had their first season at a big Premier League club and then gone on to be number one for England and competed with, with Pickford.
0: It's a hard one to answer that as there's yeah. rarely any good English goalkeepers and they haven't been for, for many a year and he had so, Joe Hart? Yeah, but Joe Hart, he won the league, he you know, he'd done quite well. He also had a few break he had a breakthrough season of his own at City mm. when he was very young. So, um, I think you know it's it's hard to compare, but it's interesting that you brought up Pickford. I think Ramsdale and Pickford are both absolute hotheads. Mm. Who, they get too excited, they go too crazy, they get too angry that it puts off your centre-backs, it puts off the rest of the team. You know, Pickford, I know you haven't mentioned it, but Pickford, you know, half the time his defenders are just telling him to calm down. And I can very much see Ramsdale becoming that keeper, which I think is an issue.
1: But do you need that? I mean, as a keeper, Joe Hart, for example, he's very... Heated. I mean, you've seen him screaming at the fans. Get the, give the ball back. He's, like not he's, very passionate. he's not a good keeper. He's not. He was in his prime. I think he was. Do you not think he was a good keeper when he was at City? He,
0: he was in his prime, and then as soon as he got hot-headed, he started. You know, thinking. You know, in the in the tunnel before games, going mental, psyching himself up. You don't need that from the keeper. You need to be. You need to have all the trust in the world in your keeper. Your defenders need to know that they can push forward. That your keeper's going to be there, mm. the last line of defence. And I feel like with Hart, you didn't get that. You Don't get that with Pickford, and I think Ramsdale is an unbelievable shot stopper, and we've seen that plenty this season. But I'm not sure that he gives that conviction that you know the defenders and the rest of the team need. Whereas Saar for Wolves, he's yeah. been unbelievable this season. Um, he's made I think over 120 saves. Um, he's had the most key saves um, from any other keeper in the league. So, yeah, you've got Alisson Edison who. You know, only saved, I think, 60. Edison only had 60 shots against him this season. Um, I think it's, Saar would be, would be my pick. Also, Wolves, I think it was Brighton and Crystal Palace all conceded less goals besides Liverpool and City than Arsenal. So, you know, they're they're all lower league teams. I think Crystal Palace, they switched between Gator and um, Butlin quite a bit. Mm. So it was hard to pick one of them. But for me, Saar would be my pick. Agree to disagree on the Agree first Agree to disagree one. on that one. That's so fine. Who, okay. So
1: obviously, obviously, uh, as we're going along with this, do put your comments down below. Like, who is your goalkeeper? Who's your left back? Who's your centre back? We'd love to see what your team of seasons are. I reckon they'll all be very different because it's been a very interesting season. It's been lots of standout players. So, as we're going along, do think about, you know, do play along. Put your, your own comments uh, down below as well.
0: So, left back, who are you starting? Should we start with right back? Because it's probably easier. Right back. Who's your right back? So mine's Trent. Shocking. Uh, really? No, I've got Trent also. So. Uh, oh, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> I it'd be shocking if there's anyone else besides Trent being chosen here.
1: So I'll say this, and you disagree with me because we spoke about this before on the podcast. Trent, I think for me, is the best passer in the Premier League right now. Yeah. I think no one compares. There, there's no one out there. I mean, you've got De Bruyne, who is a good passer, but I think in terms of getting the ball, picking out a pass. Every time Trent gets the ball, you trust him to make that amazing through ball, amazing pass. I don't think anyone compares to Trent in the Premier League, and he's only, what, 22? Trent, 23? I think
0: when you start comparing him to the best passer in the league, I think you've got to take a few things into consideration. And one of them being, he plays as either right wing back or right full back, and he rarely has players coming from behind. So he has always that time to set himself and play the ball, mm. whereas you have Kevin De Bruyne or even Harry Kane, who when they're on the ball, they're moving and they're playing those passes. Dead ball situation, yeah, you want Trent behind it. Corners, free kicks, on the wing, the ball's not moving, you want Trent behind it. Do you
1: not think, as a fullback, when he gets the ball, he is then the last man on the ball, so he has got that pressure of if he loses it, he'll have who have strikers chasing him down or we'll have midfielders pressing him he he has to pick out the perfect pass if he messes up there he is the last man and there's no one behind him whereas De Bruyne loses the ball it's, it's fine because they've got the defence covering him
0: I think it's very rare that Trent has to what, have those issues You normally when you're playing against Liverpool teams sit deep they've got they've already got enough to deal with with Salah Mane if it, whether it's Jota Diaz hmm. um as well as the centre midfielders who are all great passers of the ball. So you normally see Trent in those pockets of spaces on the wing where, yeah, unless he has a really crap pass, they're going to come under pressure. But that's the same as in most most positions. So I think... Trent's definitely the, the right back of the season, but I wouldn't put him as the best passer. So you say De Bruyne's
1: league. the best passer in would, the Premier League right
0: now? I would say De Bruyne, but I would also I would have Harry Kane as a very close second. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I no. I, I I don't think so. I, I don't think Harry Kane... I think he's got a very good pass in him. I don't think you can compare his passing. We're going to go into this a lot because I'm not a big Harry Kane fan, whereas Jacob is a, a Spurs fan. So he, he probably supports Harry Kane. Take For a- that reason?
0: I don't know. You could take away... I am a Spurs fan, so... So would that, you say that
1: your bias comes into that, or would you say...
0: I'd, yeah, maybe there's a potential bias, but if you look at stats, if you look at key passes, if you look at his assists over the last two seasons, when he's really had a focus more on playing the ball rather than being the only goal scorer in the team, I think there's not many people, if any, who have you know outperformed him. Um, he's also played the full two seasons. Kevin De Bruyne has been, you know, normally it's Kane who's in and out of injury. Kevin De Bruyne has been a little bit more in and out of injury these last two years. I would still have Kevin De Bruyne as number one, um, because when the time really counts and when they really need it, he always pulls through. But I would have probably Kane second, Trent third. So let's first, let's hear your centre-backs.
1: So I've got Rudiger as one of my centre-backs. I think he's just been well-classed at Chelsea. Chelsea being been solid. I think the start of their season, they were barely conceding any goals. And he was one of the main reasons for that. I don't know who you've put for your first centre-back. Have you got Rudiger?
0: Yeah, it's going to be a major, a major miss for Chelsea next season. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to, I think with Christensen is also potentially leaving, um, I think they're going to have to fill that void. Um, Rudiger's not only a quality defender, but he's aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's not someone you want to play against. Any, f- any, any argument that happens on the pitch, he's the first one in there. You know, it's, with his stance, making sure people know that he's he's there, really.
1: And have you seen his defending style as well? How he comes up very close to players and sort of almost hugs them from behind when there's a throwing or there's a free kick. Like he gets, he uses his size and his presence to really like, Only him overwhelm and Van the players. Yeah, yeah. him and, and Van Dyke both do that. Yeah, him and Van Dyke. I think, both up there with the best defenders of the league. So we're going to miss, I think, probably one of the best defenders in the Premier League next season.
0: I agree. He's in my team as well. I think he's been superb this year. And as I said, I think it'll be a massive miss for Chelsea. And my second defender... I was going to go with um, Van Dijk, but actually I think he's not had as good of a season um, as he could have. So he might still be the best defender, but I think he's not had as good of a season. So
1: on that quickly, do you think, because obviously there's a big argument going around at the moment that he's the best defender of all time, do, do you think he's the best defender in the Premier League right now? Let alone,
0: yeah, like, I think he is the best defender in the Premier League. Um, I wouldn't have him in my team of the season, though. I would have gone for Diaz, but I do think mm. that he is the best in Premier League. He's definitely not the best defender of all time. If you've seen defenders lead their country and lead their teams to silverware and to World Cups and to major tournaments, and I think that Van Dijk this year was unable to, and he had he did, I think it was two seasons ago when they won the league, and he was a very dominant force. Um, but I don't know if he's had that same that same. Um, he hasn't emitted that same emotion to his team this year nice. if van dyke continues doing what he's doing for the next five years mm. and liverpool were forced to reckon with for those five years then yes he'll be up there with the best defenders of all time he's not been doing it consistently enough he definitely wasn't the best defender when he was at southampton mm. when he's come to liverpool he's been a different beast don't take anything away from that but i don't think that he can be you know even someone like john terry who did it for a continuous long period like i Hate him as a person. Don't mm. don't really rate him as a fan.
1: I I think John Terry and Rio Ferdinand are both overrated because they're English as well. That's a massive opinion I know, but I I think because they're English, they get all this recognition.
0: Rio Ferdinand was the first player to really bring the ball out and play a ball playing centre back. So he was the beginning of a new breed, and it's hard to tell you know when that happens because he's setting the benchmarks. John Terry would put his life and lit you know. For for his team, like I remember one one time, I think it was Bar- they're playing Barcelona, and all you see on the camera is I think Iniesta shoots, and you see Terry's head just coming across. Oh, I remember that, yeah. The ball like this, and you'll never see that from a player now. And that fight, determination, grit in the changing rooms, you know, it, it it means a lot to a club. And Van similar to Van Dijk, like you didn't want to fuck up for Liverpool back then because you didn't want to mess up for Liverpool back then because Van Dijk would be on you. Mm. And it's a presence, and you are know, like, oh, I can't, you know, I have to be 100% concentration all the time. I think John Terry did that as well for his club.
1: I'm going to, obviously we'll leave this here after this. Yeah. I'm going to say Van Dyke. I'd take him over John Terry. I'd take him over Rio Ferdinand, probably even take him over Vidic. I don't know about Maldini or anything like that because I didn't see him enough of them play because I didn't watch much of the Serie A back then. So I can't comment on that. But if you put Van Dyke back into that John Terry, Rio Ferdinand era, and you put them back in the same like two different teams, I reckon Van Dyke would have outperformed John Terry and Rio Ferdinand. Over
0: the there. last two years, yeah, yeah. The Van Dyke so, so the current last two
1: current years. Van Dyke. like current I say Van Dyke outplays <clears throat> John Terry and Rio Ferdinand. I understand Terry is like a good leader. He's a captain, leader, legend. That's what they call him, and he's he's English. But I think in terms of ability, Van Dyke beats him every time
0: okay so I've chosen Rudiger and Diaz because I think Diaz has had the better season than Van Dyke this year and you've gone with
1: Van Dyke and Rudiger I've nah, gone
0: for Gabriel
1: <laughs> Gabriel and and Rudiger um as I would say unbelievable Jeff I'm gonna get I'm gonna get slated <laughs> for this but I think in the struggling Arsenal team they've struggled this season there's no doubt about it they bottled fourth place He's, I think if you put him into a Chelsea team, you put him into a City team like Diaz, I think he's no different ability-wise this season. He hasn't shown a different ability to Diaz, to like any of the top defenders in the Premier League. I think he's just been put into a, a, a rubbish Arsenal team and he's looked down upon because he's played for Arsenal.
0: I don't think he's looked down upon, but he's can be reckless at times, more so than Diaz or Van Dijk. He's can be, um, gives away a lot of fouls in dangerous positions as well, um, which it is his first season.
1: So that's is it his first season. I think it's his first season. But so, what I would say is that say you took Gabriel, Gabriel out of the Arsenal team and have him all season. I think they would have finished a lot lower than if they, you know, than, so if you took him out of that team, they struggle a lot more. Yeah. I think he makes a big difference to the Arsenal offence. I think he holds it together as much as he can. So that's why I say if you put him into a City team, he'd fit, he'd, go, he'd fit in perfectly and he'd play just as well as Diaz. Because he's got that support around him, like Diaz has obviously Cancelo, he has Edison behind him, he's got De Bruyne in the field. Like he's got so many options around him that actually it makes him look a bu- lot better and a lot more secure as a defender. Gabriel is almost like a big fish in a small pond and he's shown up this season and he didn't need to show like Ramsdale he didn't they weren't him to show how good he was in the team that he's got around him he's had a big challenge and that's why i think he he's played better than van dijk because van dijk has, has got that support around him he hasn't really impressed as much as he can i think gabriel's reached his full potential in a team who hasn't reached their full potential
0: i think i let the let the audience uh <laughs> y- you tell us your thoughts on that gabriel pick we'll leave it there so moving on to your left back, who are, you, who are you thinking? Who are you picking?
1: So I've got Andrew Robertson. I don't know why I said his full name like that, but I've got Robertson. Um, I personally just can't name another left back who competes with him. Um, no one who's... Uh, when I was thinking of my team, I thought first who comes to my mind first, and it's Robertson. I think he's just played exceptionally. Um, he's got three goals, 11 assists. 11 assists from, from left back is incredible. I just can't name anyone who, who outshines, outshines Robertson.
0: Okay, interesting, interesting. Well, I'll I'll tell you some facts here. So, Cucurella, who's the Brighton left-back, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, um, he created more chances from open play than both Robertson and Cancelo this year, with 40. And playing for a team like Brighton, that's um, quite, not bad, not bad at all. Brighton also conceded, I think, the fifth-least goals out of any team in the Premier League this season. So, again, that's um, showing his quality. Um, i think he was also voted their player of the season the fans player of the season um so again another tick of the, another tick another ticked box um i think if i had to be forced into a position i would pick still Cancelo because he's been excellent um but i'm going to sneakily put him in my in my midfield i think so i would have Cucurella as my as my left back <laughs> Um, so moving on to your three in midfield, who would be your holding your holding midfielder?
1: I, I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about attacking and defending. I've just put three players who are, are good centre midfielders. So I've got Gallagher as my first centre mid. I think he's just stood out massively this season for his age. Some of the goals he's scored, he's just he's carried Palace massively this season. Like He's one of our star players. And Palace have had a very good season as well. Um, he is
0: ex- he's very exciting and he's always yeah. open in the box. I feel like... If you had better wide men, I know Zaha's excellent, but Zaha's a little bit selfish. I think Gallagher is always drifting in, and he's a bit like Deli Alley at the beginning of his career. If you ever look when they're in the final third, most likely Gallagher's open, um, and it's just about finding him more.
1: He creates space, he runs into good positions, he looks exciting in the ball, he can shoot from outside the box, he can score exciting goals. Um... Yeah, incredible player, and for his age and and the fact he's come on loan from Chelsea, he's just he's proven himself. He's proven to everyone that he's a class player, and I think you'd be it'd be rude not to put him into the into the team. this season, I think he deserves it massively. You yeah. can tell he's hardworking. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we both agree on that. So that's one thing we've agreed on. Well, Big shock. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've gone more with with the positioning. So I've got Rodri as that holding midfielder. I think he's criminally underrated. Um, I think you know he's always an outlet he's amazing at switching the ball which City is all about um he plays the ball quickly again what city need in order to move up the pitch um and i think because he's not fast and have you know too many crunching tackles he's not really you know not considered like kante or considered like other central defensive midfielders but i do think he's at, he's had an excellent season so i've got rodri and then i'm playing It was close. Listen, I think Declan Rice needs to get a mention here. I think he's had a good season. I think he's also maybe a bit overrated because he's English. Mm -hmm. Um, He can definitely move the ball forward, which some of our other England players can't do. So I think him being a CDM is actually not necessarily his best position. Um, And when we play him and Calvin Phillips holding together, it kills me um, for England. But I would, um, I'm actually going to go with Cancelo. So Cancelo made the most tackles in the opposition half this year. His assists, his goals... His creativity is unquestionable. Um, and I would play him holding with Rodri. Um, I don't know
1: how you're putting Cancelo in midfield
0: first. Well, how City play? Like, Cancelo does go wide, but also he comes in. If the ball's on the other side, he's always come, coming into that central midfielder role. So as in like, naturally, I think he would he'll be able to play that. Guardiola's, you know, with his... Tactical so, genius.
1: So, can you see him moving into a centre midfield role, like in in the future, or is that just you've just
0: more played? so than Trent? More so than people thinking that Trent can play in the centre. I,
1: I think Trent would smash Cancelo any day in, in midfield in centre midfield. I think Trent's such; he, he's just the passing ability. He's switched on. He's quick. He's, he's sharp. I think Cancelo is good down the wing. He can he can run. He, he can obviously defend really well. But I can't imagine him playing centre midfield under pressure. Personally, no. I think Trent has. I, I rate Trent a lot more. I think I think he's so underrated. I think Trent's so, under, so under, underrated. Who underrates him? Everyone. Got, people say he shouldn't be starting for England. He, he's I think only Gareth own.
0: Southgate has said that ever. And that was why, every, you know, when Gareth Southgate was questioning, and we all thought he was questioning, but actually he wasn't. Like, he was the starting okay. right back. I think everyone came out being like, what are you talking about? He has to start. I think Trent's definitely got, people definitely rate him and know his class. I think maybe in terms of him being world class, then there's definitely. No, some. I
1: think he's well. I think he's world class. I think I, he's. I think he's the best right back in the world right now. We're but not like, defensively. Yeah, defensively. Have against, you not seen? Did you see him play against? He played against Chelsea. He made some, some of the best tackles I've seen a defender make against Chelsea against elite players.
0: But who? Who are the elite players at Chelsea? Who are t- on the left wing? There's not.
1: There's I mean, not they've there. got their third in the, in the Premier League. They're elite team. They've got. It doesn't matter who who they've got. They're, they're an elite side, the way they attack, the way if they If you had Mbappe
0: playing against you, would you rather have Kyle Walker or Trent as your defender? Trent,
1: any day. Interesting. Um, Interesting. I, I think there's a reason why Liverpool were second in the league and he's if he was terrible defensively, he'd cause more errors. I think Rhys James has more errors than, than Alexander-Arnold. I think Cancelo has more errors than, than Alexander-Arnold. Alexander I think he's...
0: But we're he, not talking about those players. If you put him up against Kyle Walker, I think he's not been beaten this season. Who defensively you can't compare the two. But I do... Trent Trent loses his concentration, Trent gets caught out of position. If p- teams that beat Liverpool, it's normally because like Spurs, like other teams who are getting points against Liverpool. Not Liverpool didn't get a didn't win against a top 4 club this season. And I think that's largely largely behind one Klopp's tactics being, you know, the other managers understanding that, but also because of Trent, cuz Trent pushes too high, he gets beaten from behind so many times and then he does well sometimes to chat back or his other defenders cover for him, but he's exposed.
1: I think Trent's so well-rounded. I think Rhys James is getting there. I think he he will become as good as Trent, but I think right now Trent leads. that like he, he is the best fullback in the world. I can't see another person who I'd rather play at right back than, than Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah.
0: I don't think Reece James will ever get as good as Trent in terms of distribution, but he's a very good full, he's a very good fullback for sure. A lot of Chelsea
1: that. fans would disagree with you there. <laughs> we'll see, we'll but see. yeah, we'll yeah we'll so, move
0: on. Yeah, so moving on. So you've got in your mid who's in your centre who's with, who's who's teaming up with
1: Gallagher for you? So I have sort of like I have a, I have a weird midfield. I haven't thought about this formation wise, but I've got Mount um, as my next centre midfielder,
0: and the third one.
1: Uh, my third one's uh, Kevin De Bruyne, so I probably have him just. As a, a free in midfield, um, yeah, Mason Mount for me so underrated again, underrated. He, I don't know why people are saying he's, he's rubbish on Twitter. Like I've seen so many comments saying he's terrible. He's got 11 goals, 11 assists. Bear in mind he's still very young as well. He's in a Chelsea team who have been average this season. I know they finished third, but they've been average. Let's be honest. There's been no like standout performances. They had like one massive game where they won seven nil or something, but they haven't really been. They haven't competed with Liverpool and City. He's yeah, eleven goals, eleven assists. he's exciting on the ball. He gets himself into good positions to score. Um I I think he's 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 up there. Um I can't I can't see why people would say he's he's rubbish. I think, I think those comments
0: only a base maybe for his performances for England. Um, where he he went missing a little bit at times. Now, Gareth Southgate has full faith in him and I understand why, and he is an excellent player Mm. and his ability is second to none. Um, But I think on that, does he ever, you know, grab the, whatever it is by the neck, you know, grab the game by the scuff of the neck? Like, does he take control of a game of football where in a world international stage, England as a team needs that. We don't have that in our midfield. And he's supposed to be that outlet. Um, And I think if he can replicate his form this season for Chelsea, for England, then I think he'll get the respect he deserves. I agree with you that he's a quality player.
1: Hmm. I, just, I just think, for the prim, in terms of Premier League, I think he he's underrated. People say he's terrible. They they shouldn't play him. He's a terrible player. I, are I, these people I, that you're on, that you're on Twitter and, every, <laughs> and, and people on will on know what I'm talking <laughs> about. You on Twitter, you search Mount. People say uh, Mounts a fraud. Mounts overrated. Mount shouldn't. I mean, he's only like 22, 23. I'm pretty sure he's still so young. Yep. Uh, and he <clears> he's so fresh to the game. He's come through the, like the academy, and he's he's got 11 goals and 11 assists from midfield from ways well, in the wing played, but he can play anywhere. He's scored eleven goals, he's got eleven assists.
0: We've heard that. It's, eleven goals, eleven yeah, assists. That's, that's, that, <laughs> it's it, excellent. It's excellent returns. And I
1: don't yeah, I don't disagree. I, I think you can't disagree with stats. You can't disagree with it. And I don't get why he's so he is so overrated and Overrated or underrated? Uh underrated, sorry. <laughs> and and that's for that reason I put in, in my team this season just because I think he deserves to be there. I think he, he deserves to be there. I think he's played for a, a very good Chelsea side and he's he's almost solidified his position in that that Chelsea side at his age, Um, similar to how Gallagher did for for Palace.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Okay, Who have you gone with for your two? Well, I've got Cancelo and Rodri and then I've got De Bruyne, like you, who I don't think needs much talking about. He's the engine within the the City squad and when he's fit and playing, then he's unstoppable. (laughs) Well, moving on to what might be more controversial, who who are you choosing for your front three?
1: So let's start with right wing. So I've gone for Bowen, um, Jared Bowen. Uh, and that's, I, uh,
0: that's over Mo Salah, right? Yeah, okay. I
1: don't know how you haven't put Bowen in your team. I've, I mean, Salah, Salah's been poor recently. He's been terrible. He he's ghosted in in we said this like eleven eleven finals. But even in the last four months, he he lost Africa Cup of Nations. He lost the Premier League title. He lost the Champions League. I know it's just Premier League team this season, but that sort of just shows he he is a bit of a ghost in those big games. <clears throat> he started the season very well ab- admittedly, but since he's been like tra- he's had so his in that time
0: players. period, say the last 12 games in which I think he only started n- nine of them, he scored was it he scored four goals and three assists. So Bowen's goals per game is at 0.33, which if I work out quickly Salah's at in those in the worst part of his season, is having the same uh, amount of okay, goals per game. Salah
1: plays at Liverpool. Bowen plays at West Ham. Yeah, Bowen's got twelve goals, got twelve assists from a right wing position for West Ham. Um, Salah plays a Liverpool. Salah's got that support around him. He's got Trent behind him. He's got. He's one of the best passers in the world. We've, we've discussed that. He, he's incredible. He's got Yota. He's got Mane. He's got players. Mefield, Thiago, Mefield. Bowen's part of a West Ham team who don't really have any standout players other than Declan Rice. Um, and he's gone on to score 12, go- 12 goals, 12 assists, 24, you know, he's been involved with 24 goals a season. And he's now got an England call-up because of it. And
0: There's no doubt he's had a very good season and he's overperformed. And it's great to see someone who didn't come from an academy, went straight into the conference, I think it was, and worked his way up. Like, it's an unbelievable story.
1: I think you just need to watch his last England performance to see how good he really is and how sort of, underrated he is. Um, because he plays for West Ham. I think he is looked down upon almost a little bit. I think if he played for a team like Liverpool and he performed how he did, I think everyone would be like, wow, Bowen's like incredible. He's probably one of England's best players. He played for England that last game he played for. He was just, every time he got the ball, he looked exciting. He was creating things for a really dull England side. And he he was standing out compared to everyone. I think he's incredible.
0: Yeah, listen, I think there's technically a lot of skill there. I think you've got other players, if you go back to what you said, they've got other players in the Liverpool team who have the same amount of returns as he does. Um, So, you know, they're not hitting Salah's returns. Jota, Mane, they're not getting anywhere near Salah's returns. They're also in the same team. Hmm. So, Diaz, so I would still, you know, I think you can't ignore Salah. I don't like him as a player. Don't particularly like him as a person. Um but if we're looking at outright ability in the team of the season, you've got to pick him. So I've got I've got him in my right wing, you've got Bowen. Uh let's leave it. Let's leave That's it.
1: Salah right. or Bowen for your team of the season, comment below. Who, yeah. Who, who, you cho- who Let would us you choose? know who would
0: you choose. Um as your left winger, who you got So I've got
1: Yota. um Yota or Jota? Jota? How do we Jota. say? It? I don't know. Yeah, Pereira I'm terrible at pronouncing yeah. names. We're going to learn this. i want to get so many <laughs> comments saying you pronounced this name wrong because it's like I can't. We've got do. Conte and Yota so far. Okay. What's his name? Jota. Jota. Okay. I think so. Okay. But yeah. Um, again, <laughs> sort of dispersed onto the scene for Liverpool. Started scoring plenty of goals. Uh, I think it's been a key part of Liverpool's success this season to get them to second. Um, a big part of them in the FA Cup. A big part of them gets the Champions League final. Just think, I can't name anyone who compares. I wouldn't even put Mane up against him um, in the left wing position. I'd I'd put Yota over him in terms of how well he's just how well he's he's out outperformed everyone else. Um, it's hard to say that though, as in maybe
0: for maybe for Liverpool, he's outperformed some players. Like you've got Son for Spurs, who's top goal scorer, Premier League top goal scorer, um, multiple assists, big chances created i think the most big chances created mm. um for Tottenham at least um he's criminally underrated criminally underrated
1: the difference between son and yota is that spurs spurs finished fourth Liverpool finished second and son wasn't able to score those important goals be part of those important moments to take spurs further I guess you can't blame that all on, on Son, I get that, but I think... Jota and
0: Jota and Son played the same amount of games this season. Mm-hmm. How many... Jota scored, I'm going to have to look at my notes for this, but Jota scored 15 goals and four assists. Son had 23 goals and seven assists. So he's beaten him, nearly doubled him in assists and beaten him in both, both sections. Both 35 appearances. Son had 10 big chances created. Jota had seven big chances created. I think it's uncomparable and the fact that you've got Bowen in your team based on his performance for the club and then Jota in there I think. Well there's um... different
1: reasons I mean the, the, the fact he burst into the scene I don't think Jota started playing well until a certain point in the season and then he started scoring plenty of goals and, and he, at one point he was scoring just a couple goals per game I think at one point he had one run just and, and that was really important for Liverpool's run up to the final day of the season so I think he's scored he's He's not ghosted in times where Liverpool have needed him, whereas Son's been very inconsistent, I think, throughout the season. I think he's, he yes, his goals tally up to a good amount, but I think there's been times in the season where he hasn't been great. Then he has gone a good runner being good. I think as
0: a Spurs him. fan, I think Son had a hard start to the season. Um, he wasn't as clinical as he's been in the past, and yet he still had these phenomenal numbers. So and I is think that that's...
1: because of Harry Kane? Is that because he depends a lot on Harry Kane? to perform well because Hurricane obviously had a slow start to the season. We'll go on to this. I think the whole
0: club had a slow start to the season. You know, we had Nuno as the manager. He was awful. Even in the first three games that we won, you could see that there was no identity within the team. Um, the next three results were more clear when we lost three games in a row. Hmm. Um, so I think that had a big impact with, you know, an impact on all the players. I think Sun was the only player who really managed to achieved something in that beginning half of the season and kept us sort of in it. So that that definitely, um, I think, saved us, really. I, I'm going to have to disagree on this one. I think Sun's been exceptional. I think Sun is the most underrated player in the league. The fact that he wasn't voted for any of the player of the years. This I agree with that. I agree that he really.
1: deserved a, no, a nomination. I don't think he's the most underrated player in the league. I think there's plenty more underrated players in the league. I think even like Mount's one of them. Um, I think Trent's another one. And I know you said you don't personally underrate them. There are lots of fans on, obviously, Twitter's hard to go by because there's a whole wide range. But if you look at that, I don't think Son's underrated. I think he's massively rated. I think everyone knows how good he is. I don't think I think he's underrated by, by the league, not by the players not nominating him. But I think by fans, I don't think he's underrated.
0: It's interesting. I think Son was English, he'll be one of the best players. He'll be thought of as world class and one of the best players in the world.
1: Yeah, we'll leave that there. So, but who's so, your centre forward? So for me, I've gone for Even Tony. Um, I, don't, I don't know why you're laughing though. That's the thing. Because he, who I, else would you compare? Who else would you compare? I, I, I know who you chose. At some
0: point in Daniel's uh, life, I think maybe an ex-girlfriend or an ex-friend hurt him. who was a Spurs fan, and now he's. 12 goals 5 assists
1: but if you look at the Premier League 11 score, of them with
0: his right foot and 5 of them penalties it doesn't
1: matter how they scored their goals they helped Brentford they, he probably was the key to quality. their survival he probably was the key to their survival he, he I already knew because I'm a bit of a Brentford fan myself so I've always followed them so maybe I have a bit of bias because of that so maybe that plays into it but he was already well, right, class in, in the championship. Came to the Premier League, no one really heard of. He never, he's never played in the Premier League before. Put it that way. The,
0: no, that, he, the. So I come from a betting background, um, and the bookmakers, the pricing, the traders, they had a strong understanding of what he would achieve, and he he underperformed this season. I think his line was 12 and a half no 13. He's in the what list of he's in of the him. top
1: ten list I think of the top scorers in the Premier League. Correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's What of this season? Of this season. I think he's in the top ten or maybe top twenty, top fifteen. But so he he, he, he he's 20. up there and he's but he's one of the highest scoring strikers in the Premier League. And who's um, the highest? I know who the highest is, who? But, but we'll go on to this. Who's the highest? So Jacob's who, chosen... Who is so the highest? Harry Kane. Okay, there we Jacob's go. Jacob's chosen Harry Kane. And how bad was Harry Kane, as you mentioned,
0: in the beginning half of the season?
1: So he scored two goals in the first 15 games of the season, okay. and that's why he doesn't deserve a spot on the team this season. I don't know how you've chosen him. The first 15 you've games... you
0: consistent. You didn't put Salah because you thought he dropped off, so that's fair. Kane had a poor start to the season, so I agree with that for sure.
1: Yeah. And 15 games, a lot of a lot of games, a lot of football. That's almost half the season that he's he scored two goals in 15 games. I think just for that reason alone, you can't say he's been in the team the season because he hasn't been consistent throughout the but whole those season.
0: Goals agreed that he was off he, his xG. I think this season is the first time ever that it, he scored below his xG, and I think that the beginning part of the season was a major major part part of that. Um, but. The transformation is so huge and the numbers are so great. Like he outscored Tony in the last 15 or 20 games of the season.
1: I just don't think you can judge him on half a season. I think if with the season starting in January, he'd be in my team's season all over, because I agree, he's had an amazing second half of the season. He's recovered himself, but it doesn't make up for the first 15 games of the season. You can't just ignore the fact that he goes to the first 15 games of the season and then still pick him for that. But people
0: look more at the first 15 games than the last 15 games. That's for sure. Like You've chosen Conor Gallagher, who was much more influential at the beginning of the season than he was at the end of the season. And I agree he was still he should be in there because overall he was still an excellent player. I think it's hard to... I think it's hard to really say that Kane is not... I, you, you, listen, you think the first 15 games were, were the... So do you think
1: all? Harry Kane's been the best striker in the Premier League this season?
0: Yeah. As in, there's not many other strikers. But yeah, I do think he's better. I think he's better than Ronaldo this season, even though Ronaldo's had such an impact on on United. But, you know, I, you know Ronaldo's goals, how many of them came against bottom 10 clubs? You know, it's quite a significant so, amount
1: he's the best striker in the Premier League the Premier League is considered one of the best leagues in the world would you put him up there like would you put him into his t- your top five strikers right now in the world would you put Harry Kane in there top five yeah where would you put him in top fives
0: I'd put him just below Benzema
1: so second second uh, Lewandowski Haaland Better than Harland.
0: Yeah, better than Harland was. Harland, how many games was Harland injured this season? How many goals did Harland score this season? What league? Let's see Harland. Let's see Harland at City. Let's see Harland at City. All this talk about Werner, Havertz, yep. Haaland. Let's see. Let's see what he can do so after coming. Harry from Kane's the better,
1: better than Haaland. Better than Lampard this season. Yeah. That's fair enough.
0: So. but we will we'll leave it there. Um, thanks for joining us on our on our first pod. Um, Please, yeah, message us, write in the comments underneath. Let us know your team of the season. Let us know if you're picking Kane or Ivan Tony, or you're, you're, you're picking... You can't put it like that. <laughs> or you're picking Bowen over Salah. Um, let us know, or you're picking Cancelo in your midfield as well. Um, let us know, um, and I hope you enjoyed the Fantasy Five pod, um, and we'll see you next week.